If this is Depressed Girl's Guide to Life, why are we talking about anxiety today? They're so different, right? Depression feels like it's such a downer in the worst way possible. And anxiety feels like such an upper in the worst way possible also. So that in itself should show that they're honestly more similar and more in the same vein um, than different when it comes to what we usually talk about here, which is shitty feelings. They accompany each other so well, like peanut butter and jelly, champagne and caviar, earth-crushing sadness, and life-upheaving fear. You know how all those things just like pair together really naturally? Anxiety usually comes with depression and vice versa. I feel like there's a reason for it. Sometimes I have anxiety about my depression and depression about my anxiety, and it manifests in like that fucked up way that is just like the worst, and there's really like no escaping it. In general, I think it's literally just like about completely like discombobulated emotions and about weird things, like feeling weird things when you're not supposed to feeling like feel like super duper weird over the top emotions in like a certain instance. Um, like I'll literally get depressed about super random things, like sometimes about big events, right? Like totally like not having a job or getting dumped or like, you know, things that might inspire depression usually. But sometimes I like literally see a leaf on the ground and get depressed. I'm not like even kidding. That's not an exaggeration at all. Like I'm literally in that mood right now where I'm thinking about like my mom's like chicken pot pie and I'm like, I my day is ruined. <laughs> I'm so sad. Um, and like what you would think is like it's a quote unquote inappropriate reaction to something that shouldn't be, you know, anything big to you, but your brain feels something just like off about it. Um, with depression and the same thing goes for anxiety. Um, and I love talking to people who have anxiety because their brain goes to the exact same place as mine for so many things, because it's literally just going to like the worst case scenario all the time. I remember I was once so anti-exercise, not just because of laziness. I I mean, that was obviously a part of it, but I was so anti-exercise because I was convinced I would trip and I would like shoot off the treadmill and die. Like that was a very real, I was like, if I get on a treadmill, this will happen. Um, And like, I even still have this fear and I like tightly grip those handle things. Like whenever I'm on a treadmill, because I'm like, my head just would go to the worst case scenario. And I mean, that's like sort of like a death anxiety thing, which I think is very common. Like people were worrying they're going to die, like, which is normal. Um, And I mean, not normal, but it's like, classic anxiety of like if I do this thing I will die um but there's so many like more ways of expressing anxiety that have like nothing to do with dying at all so today we're gonna talk about anxiety and how it pairs with depression and how to navigate some of these like involuntary sort of illogical reactions but like still very real and valid to us and on that note welcome to depressed girl's guide to life your average mental health podcast by an average girl in progress i am still on this journey with you and we're gonna struggle but that is gonna be part of it and i'm here to tell you that you're not alone in those struggles at all i may not have all the answers but i do get it So hopefully whatever I say in this episode is going to be relatable for you in your own journey and walk, you know, navigating life through a lens of mental health. Okay. Anyway, a lot of people say anxiety is natural, right? We hear that all the time. Like you're supposed to feel anxious. That's how you know you're alive. Like that's how you have 
responses to things. If you don't, you know, have anxiety and you see a tiger like less than five feet away from you, how will you know how to react? Like, how will you know how to run away? And it's like, first of all, like what kind of realistic scenario is that? I genuinely hate when people do that to sort of like be on the side of anxiety. Like, fuck that. I'm sorry. Like, why are you on anxiety side? This is such bullshit. But I feel like a lot of older people will tell us that and they'll be like, well, how do you know? How do you know if something's wrong if you don't have anxiety? And that's also a dumb example because I'm not asking for no anxiety. None of us are asking for that. None of us are like, I don't want to feel things ever and just be numb to all of my emotions. I'm just asking for less of it. And there's like a big difference there of like, I have too much of it and I want less. Um, And I feel like anxiety and phobias are very similar. Like when you think about like, it's this sort of like irrational fear of something that shouldn't be that scary or you shouldn't have like such a strong reaction reaction to. Um, I mean, okay, for example, like I have like horrible claustrophobia, which actually is like a valid phobia. Like not to say that some aren't, but like, like like you literally feel like you're about to die when you're like claustrophobic which is why like you have an anxiety response um I don't even like being in a room and not being able to see the exit which is like how bad my claustrophobia is I need to know where the exit is like at all times um and the same thing can sort of be said for like anxiety specific feelings um a big part of me is like I don't know why I don't like this when I'm anxious but I know I don't like it um like it's a internal deep-seated response in me um and it culminates more in you know like feelings and just like that really yucky horrible gross feeling like more than anything else it just like you it it like feels like you're suffocating in that feeling kind of you sort of get that pit feeling in your stomach or in your heart or like anywhere in your body where you can maybe like even feel your heart beating um and it's just like that feeling of like oh shit like no 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 like like, take me out. Like, take me out of whatever this is right now. Like, I need out. Like, you want to press, like, the emergency escape button or whatever. Um, but, you know, like, when you're feeling that and you have really bad anxiety, it's not when you're face-to-face with a tiger. Um, that very common experience that we all have when we're face-to-face with a tiger and it's coming at you. Um, it's usually for stuff that we consider to be, like, normal. Again, quote-unquote, like normal stimuli that's making us feel scared and freaked out um things that you're not you're like usually supposed to feel anxious about things like just going outside hanging out with friends dating like living life as one should as they possibly can to the fullest um and you know like it's fair to feel nervousness in life um when you're like oh god you know like i hope my cab isn't late for getting to dinner with my friends But this isn't, that's not what I'm talking about. Again, like I really want to parse out, like there is a difference between debilitating anxiety and feeling like sort of nervous about stuff. Um, Like this is more of like panic attack inducing stuff. Also, like I feel like when you feel like your cab is late or whatever, you're like, oh, I hope my cab's not late. But if it like is taking over your brains, we were like, if my cab is late, like what am I going to do? And like, I'm, I'm like, you know, like you think it's like the end of the world and it's like, no, if you're late to see your friend or you're late to this date or you're late, you're like, it's okay. Like you're not gonna die. Like it's going to be fine, but you feel kind of like you're gonna die. Um, 
And that's when anxiety stops being like normal, quote unquote. And it's not, you know, like, it's not like you're seeing like the tiger, right? It's like, it feels like you've seen a tiger, but all you've done is just like step outside. But you have that tiger, <laughs> tiger reaction. <laughs> um, and our generation, um, I think, suffers from it really heavily. Um, or maybe, you know, like our grandparents and parents were really good at keeping it under wraps and like good for them. But we are not in a place in our lives where we do that anymore. Um, our generation is super open about it, um, which obviously like we get made fun of for it. And people think we're like sensitive little snowflakes who are sad and scared all the time. But I think confronting it rather than pushing it down and, you know, forcing yourself to be strong or, you know, like whatever is a healthier way to go. So I think it's really great that we are confronting it um, because sometimes like even the act of confronting anxiety can be really anxiety inducing um, because like really bad anxiety is like, it's like a tsunami or like a landslide. You can literally just like get swept up in it so fast and then like, boom, things just like go to black. Like you like just like you have a you have a reaction where you're just like I'm not even in my body anymore kind of now let's get to some of the remedies that I've experimented with in dealing with anxiety um one of the biggest ones for me as you can imagine is drinking because I feel like when you're feeling these really big emotions depression anxiety all of this stuff like you kind of just want to like lessen it as soon as possible and drinking, obviously, we talked about this with instant gratification. Drinking is, like, such a great way to do that. Um, and I feel like that was also just such a big thing that you hear throughout life. Like, if you're at your first party in college or in any new social situation that's scary, like a first date or, you know, all that. Like, the advice I've always gotten is, like, just drink heavily and it'll be fine. Like, it cures everything. And I feel like a lot of us just rely on that as a mandate of, like, oh, situation where I'm going to feel anxious, time to, you know, pregame that whole thing. Um, recently, I was in a situation where drinking to combat this was not really an option. So here's the story. Um, I was at school and it was the first day of my final year. And I was sitting in class for maybe like 10 minutes and everything was fine the way like I would, I'd done so many times. I sit in my seat, I'm listening and everything's okay. And all of a sudden, I get really, really, really focused on my breathing. And I'm like, am I breathing right? Like, I was like, is it like, am I breathing enough? Like, I was just overthinking my breath. And I was getting so freaked out. And I can basically, like, feel my throat closing up at this point because my breathing is so staggered and confused. And I can feel, like the air escaping um and like you know obviously like when your breath gets weird like you're obviously like gas becomes whatever in your body and it like tries to escape which is a normal thing but in my mind I was like I'm about to throw up or like something and I remember I was spiraling um so I'm so panicked at this point I like race out of my classroom just grab my stuff and I'm like going I like go back home because I was like I'm I'm like I feel like I'm going to pass out. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I feel like I'm going, I literally was like, I'm, I don't know what this is. And I literally, I just like wanted to cry because I was like, I, I can't control this awful, awful feeling. And I'm so freaked out and frustrated and I can still feel like, I feel like my throat is like closing up. 
And like, I'm like, something is wrong for sure. So I like go to the doctor and I'm like, do I have COVID? Do I have like something worse? Is something like, I'm like, something is, feels horribly wrong physically in my body. And they were like, they did all the tests. They did everything. They were like, you're totally fine. They're like, you seem really freaked out though. Other than like physically normal, but you seem mentally like you're really freaked out. And that, that one sort of anxious moment made you spiral into like sort of a panic attack or something. So in that moment, I just came to like my like realization situation and I was like, okay, this is an anxiety reaction that turned physical and in my body felt so real and I was so freaked out about it. Um, and then I was like, I have to go back to class though. And I don't know how to make this not a thing because for some reason, like just the thought of even sitting in class again made me like go into a panic. Cause I was like, I'm going to stop breathing. Um, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to pass out. I'm like something like, I just was like this, I'm this horrible feeling is going to overwhelm me again. I just know it. So the next day I went back to class, fully expected to have another panic attack. And then obviously it started up again. I was like 10 minutes into class. My throat felt like it was closing up. I was like, I'm dying. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to choke on my throw up. I was, I was literally just, it was so bad. Um, and I run to the bathroom, like fully ready to give up again. And I'm like, maybe I just don't go to school (laughs) paying for it. But like, maybe I just like, I don't know how to sit here anymore. Like, I don't know how to sit here and be normal. And it was really scaring me. And I sort of, I waited in the bathroom. I was there for like five minutes and I was just looking in the mirror and I was like, I look, everything's normal. Like I look, I'm physically normal. And I just took a huge breath and I said to myself, I was like, this isn't real. I was like, this, this feeling, this isn't real. You're not dying. Um, like you feel like you're dying, but you're not. And as long as I can tell myself and you can tell yourself like, this isn't real and like focus on your breathing and being okay, you can make it through the rest of class. Like every time that thought comes into your head of like, you're about to die, you're about to choke and die and throw up and every bad thing under the sun, just be like, no, like you're not real. Like you're not real. I'm feeling negatively about something right now and it's manifesting in this way, but I am not going to throw up. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to pass out. So it took a lot of mental fortitude, which is genuinely something I'm trying to develop so much right now because I feel like it is the way to combat your anxiety and depression is to like have, to just have mental strength. Um, And again, I don't, It's something I'm working on building. It's not something that I think I'm necessarily, you know, endowed with (laughs) and that I have like tons of where I'm like, I'm so mentally tough and I know how to wake up and I know how to, you know, (laughs) control myself and have self, you know, be disciplined, blah, blah, blah. Like there's so many people like that and like, God bless, but I'm, I'm working on it. Um, It's something I'm really working on and it took so much mental fortitude to get through this like normal daily activity that was causing me so much physical and mental fear because that's the thing you can't let anxiety win you have to like if you just stop doing something completely because you're anxious like something you kind of have to do like going to work going to school going to 
wherever, the grocery store, like all these things that might cause you anxiety. Like if you're just like, well, I guess I just will avoid these activities. It's like, no, don't like let anxiety win. Like these are things that you have every right to do and you shouldn't stop um, because of anxiety. So I sort of had to remind myself that this, you know, anxiety that I was feeling was internal. Like I wasn't an actual harm. I wasn't with the tiger. You know, I was, it wasn't like that. Um, And it's weirdly about talking to your brain and tricking it to be like, wait, like actually you're fine. I promise. Like having some faith and confident in the fact that you are fine because you are, you're not like dying. You're not about to throw up. You're not like, you're like, this is, my head is telling me this, but this is not reality. Um, and I think too, we like build things up in our heads a lot. Um, like if you remember like when we were young and we would go to the doctor to get shots and our brain was like, this is going to be the worst pain I've ever experienced beforehand, before even like getting the shot. And we hype it up at how bad it is in our head. And it makes the experience a bajillion times worse. Like the kid crying before it gets a shot. And then once it gets the shot, it like, it, you know, like, the kid's fine after it gets the shot. It realizes it's not the worst pain you're ever going to experience in your life. But in our heads, we're like really freaking the fuck out because we're like, there's going to be nothing worse than this. I'm like, you know, losing my mind because of the apprehension of the activity. Um, When really, like we can think in our minds, like this is a small pinprick that will last for less than a second. And then I'll have a regular lovely day after and I'm not going to let it phase me. Um, and it's really sort of about like the mindset beforehand. If we make ourselves really scared about the, like we, what is that term where you like, is like maximizing? Oh my God. What is that term? Catastrophizing where you just make something so horrible with anxiety. The way to combat it is by doing the exact opposite. You have to like minimize it so much and be like, this is nothing. Like for me during class, I was like, this is an hour and 20 minutes and you can see the exit in this room. You're not going to get claustrophobic. Everything's fine. And you know, like I would, I would even bring something to like, I would bring a pen and a notebook because I was like, I can, I'm going to focus on doodling. I'm going to focus on, cause if you're like, if you feel freaked out in this classroom, your last year of school, you're having all of these really scary thoughts. You need to just like distract yourself and you need to make it into a small event and not into this larger gigantic, Oh my God, my life is about to change. This is so crazy. It's like, no dude, it's one class on one day. It's an hour. Like you're fine. Um, So, yeah, you, like, minimize how bad the event is going to be. And, like I said, anxiety really just has to do with apprehension and making things into gigantic, awful, horrible deals before they happen. And then your brain believes it because convincing your brain of things is really fucking easy. I also saw this really good TikTok um, about how anxiety is literally, like all of it is stored in sort of like your formative brain when like certain experiences were first like coming to the surface. So a lot of your anxiety has to do with the lack of safety you might've felt about certain things as a child. And like, I remember my most, like the experience I remember from my childhood 
Um, but for one of my first memories ever was like 9-11. And I remember it so clearly because I remember it's like when I started to become really, really anxious about like the world and life. Um, and I was like a really anxious child because I was like, there are so many bad things that could ha- that happen in the world and can happen in the world. And the odds of those things happening to me are so high because as a child, I felt like bad things were happening all the time. Um, and as an adult, I've really had to speak to like my child brain when it comes to anxiety, because my brain will go to a place of, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. I feel so X, Y, Z, so bad, whatever. And I have to be like, we're not in danger. Like we're like, you can feel like that scared little kid, but like, that's just not the reality of the situation. Like the odds of these bad things things happening to you are actually pretty low. Um, but again, it's just like, as a kid, you, you think just like the world, the world is big and scary. You're basically like a small, like little chihuahua who's like shaking because they're like, compared to me, the world is a huge, scary place full of danger. So I think that's really so much of the key of dealing with anxiety is challenging your anxious brain and being like, is this reality? Am I going to die? Why am I feeling so shitty in this situation? And also like being really kind to like the little kid part of you that was anxious because there was no other choice. Um, And being like, look, like I understand why you're anxious, but like in reality, like we're okay. And like sort of reminding yourself of like your adulthood and your autonomy. And like we have you know, power in life now. And we, we can choose how we want to see things. Um, and I think that's just like a really important way to deal with so much of this anxiety. Again, and I think I talk about it a lot where I'm like, as soon as you look the monster in the face and name it and say, this is what you are, it stops being scary. And anxiety, depression is like that. Anxiety is like that. And you're like, you're, you're this, or like, you're not real. Um, And I think that's like, honestly, one of the best ways to deal with it. And those are basically my thoughts on the anxiety episode today. I want to do more episodes on like other sort of like comorbidity type things because like depression is not, she's multifaceted. (laughs) She has a lot of layers to her. Um, And as I said before, anxiety and depression tend to go hand in hand. I know they do for me. I know they do for like a lot of people I know, my friends of like, feeling even paralyzed within your anxiety and that leading to depression or you feeling like you like literally can't move you can't move from your bed I remember that was something that made me that made waking up for me really hard is like why should I start my day if the world is so full of awful things um which again that's anxiety and depression working together love it um but yeah I've been challenging it. I've been working really working to challenge it um again it's really hard but We're here and we're doing it. So I really appreciate all that are listening and I hope everybody is getting through it. I hope any sense of relatability came through with this where you feel like you're being heard um, and that you're not alone going through some of this stuff um, because I know I need to hear it like a lot where I'm like, okay, like I'm not crazy for feeling like... I can't sit through this class or I can't wake up in the morning or I can't do this stuff. So 
I really appreciate it. Subscribe and listen and download and more importantly, most importantly, share it with people that you think would need to hear some of this. People who are struggling, people who are maybe feeling anxious and freaked out about, you know, whatever, big things, small things, medium things, like whatever you're like, if you're feeling anxious, um, again, you're not alone and share it with people who you think would benefit. And that is all. We will see you in the next one.